oh my gosh. I'm like, yes. I was like, man, to be amongst kids that get to learn Ojibwe or Dakota and hear it and see it, you know, just to be in that environment and to be among our people, it's just overwhelming. Hello, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your host, Leah Lem. Miigwech for joining us for Native Lights, which is where we get to have these great conversations with Native folks from across Minnesota, with connections to Minnesota. And you know, we focus on talking about people's gifts and how they use them in their community. So, Cole, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh it's always a good time when I get to see the sister and her family um, over the weekend. Wow. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, we went to the Mille Lacs powwow. That's right. We met up there with dad and mom came up even. And Maria came up, your fiancé. Yeah, the fiancé. And mm-hmm. my hubby. It was a good time. It was a good and time. Kiddo. I liked it. it was, uh, the weather was cooperating. Just a little gusty. I feel like it's always gusty in that area. Though. Right next to the lake. <laughs> yeah, right by the lake. It was all gusty. <laughs> no, it was great seeing a bunch of people that we've talked to on the oh show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple uh, and, potential guests too were like, yeah, oh, hey. Exactly. Hey, Boujou, uh, you should come be on our show. <laughs> come have a convo with us. So that'll be fun for upcoming yeah conversations yeah it was really nice to see everybody we did see mm-hmm. a bunch of cute little kids you know going <gasps> doing dancing the for the first time you know or oh yeah just so adorable and you can see the next generations you know just right in front of our eyes learning by doing and seeing oh very um very lovely <laughs> to see <laughs> and i bring it up because it's a great transition to our guest today who uh, works uh, with children, students, um, and helps you know foster their development with the youth. <laughs> with the youth, <laughs> so yeah. um, that's why I'm excited for today's guest, uh, which is CC Beneman. CC Beneman is the family liaison for Anishinaabe Academy. It's a Minneapolis school with a native-centered curriculum. CC has been working there for the past five years, developing relationships with these students, families, their families, and uh, community members. And Cece is from the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa from Belcourt, North Dakota. Awesome. And I heard about this cool uh, partnership with uh, that Anishinaabe Academy has with this conservancy and uh, a lot of exciting things coming from that. So I can't wait to hear more about that from Cece. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. So, uh, Cece, Buju, uh, could you please introduce yourself and you know where you're joining us from? Sure. Uh, my name is Cecilia Beneman. I am from uh, Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwa out of Belcourt, North Dakota. Um, I work for Anishinaabe Academy here in Minneapolis. So how's how's your family doing, uh, you know, as we continue through this pandemic? They're doing all right. My girls, it was very hard for uh, distance learning. Uh, my younger one probably strived a lot better than my older one, whereas like 
the older ones like skipping class, like right in front of you. <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I just got a message from your teacher while oh. you're sitting right in front of me. <laughs> oh. Are they going to be going back to school? They are actually going back to school now. Um, we did the in-person like towards the end of last year. I think it worked out really well. Kids need, you know, that little bit of contact with other individuals instead of a computer screen. So it was good to have that. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's also a very scary thing. My grandparents from back home on my reservation uh, ended up with COVID. And that was very scary thing to go through. Mm. So Cece, what's, what's going on in your world right now? What are you thinking about? What are you concerned about? And what are you just what are you looking at? Oh, the beginning of the school year. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, trying to trying to get ready for everything with a new year being uh, uh, the family liaison over there. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing. It's a very busy thing. So I enjoy the work. I love visiting with the families as they come in and talking with the kiddos and stuff and then creating the partnerships. Um, we had an organization come in today, gave a tour, you know, of the school and just creating those bonds and those partnerships with the community out there. So, Can you give us a bit of an overview of Anishinaabe Academy? I know like I've been through there a few times and we've known some people who've worked there. I did a artist in residency program there for a week. Um, it's a great spot. Can you give yeah. us a little, a little overview of it? Sure. Um, Anishinaabe Academy, we have, we previously were pre-K through eighth grade. We moved to uh, pre-K through fifth grade now. Um, so it is an urban native school is what I like to call it, like an indigenous school. Although we don't only take native students, it's um, open to the public, but our focus is um, educating and empowering through cultural re- revitalization. So um, doing culture, language, different things like that incorporated into the curriculum. Great. So powwows are on our mind. Cole yeah. and I were talking about a powwow that we just went to our, our powwow at Malax. Do does Inishnabek Academy host a powwow? Yeah, we actually do. We have a a powwow at the end of the year. We call it our um, our spring powwow, mm. and so it's at the end of the year where and it's during the date, so all the kids, regardless of transportation or anything, get to be a part of the powwow. But we do actually have a district welcome back powwow um, coming up. September in September, I believe it's the okay. 25th. So Minneapolis um, School District. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's sponsored by Indian Education. So. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. It's a, it's such an important part. I know like when Cole and I went to the powwow this weekend, this past weekend, it was like a breath of fresh air. I mean, right? and it was off the Lake Mille Lacs too, but <laughs> to see people's smiling faces, you know, we try to keep our distance too, just, you know, because, but it was so nice to see smiling and dancing and it's these simple things that help us be a bit more grateful. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I know that feeling because last year when um, they they told us some of the kids are going to be coming back. And so I was like, okay, so I was scared, you know, of course, like I had the anxiety of, you know, what if someone gets sick or, you know, what's going to happen, all that, you know, comes to mind. But the minute you see 
those kids' face walk through the door and they're smiling. You just can't help it. Like you just smile with them. It's like just those little things. How those little things were just taken away from all of us. Just it's crazy. Yeah. To go from one doing one thing to an extreme different thing. And then just like, I wish, you know, I wish I could go to a powwow. I wish Mm -hmm. I could do, you know, go back to school. Yeah. My big, my big thing was um, the, the sounds just walking up and hearing the the drum, hearing the jingle dresses. Um, I pride myself on trying to be stoic in front of people, but I felt (laughs) Mm. a lot of emotion, Mm -hmm. a lot of emotion, you know, seeing that. So Mm -hmm. it was great. It does. I'm just like, I'm wondering how it is going to feel, you know, walking through the doors the first day of school. And we have what we call um, morning meetings. And so every Monday we get together in the auditorium, we smudge, we have opening song and we share like what the kids are going to work on for that week. And then we close out on Friday with a smudge and a song. And so every Every time we do that, like the kids are up around the drum, they're singing, they're smiling, you know, everybody's like, you know, starting the week off really good. I can't wait to see that again. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Cece Veneman, who is the family liaison for Anishinaabe Academy in Minneapolis. So uh, without getting uh, into what you're doing exactly at the moment with Anishinaabe Academy, could you just tell us you know, what led you to doing the work you do now, like the, the, the journey you went on, if you had any inspirations or mentors or anything like that? So my background is basically um, in business. I studied at Haskell Indian Nations University, got my associate's degree there, and then I went to University of Mary um, out of Bismarck, North Dakota, and got my bachelor's there in business. Um, so most of my background has been in nonprofit and in a customer service type of deal. So it was actually my sister, my younger sister. She actually became the executive director of Indian Education. And she's like, have you ever thought about like, going into a school like doing like as a like teaching like business in a school she's like no but like you know other things you know coordinating because I I did a lot of that I did coordinating a lot of different like there's just this position that's opened up so I applied and I came to Anishinaabe my boss likes to tell the story that she's like yeah we didn't even really look at her resume or at everyone until we got a phone call and was like would you consider her and then she's like we brought her in we interviewed her and we loved her because she takes me out of my box like my my box like I have this way of of thinking about school and how it should be ran and it's in this box like and then here comes this business person who's got a mind for like customer service and different things like that and she's like no you got to go this way you got to go this way with it and so we've we've pulled in different directions, you know, and we but you know uh, it, it's been good. It's been really good um, being over there. I I think of education in a different way now that I started over at Anishinaabe Academy. When I first started there, it, like 
I was like, I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how, how you guys, <laughs> guys have the patience, you know, for, you know, to sit in the classroom and, and teach all day. And to be honest, like, because I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just really couldn't. I consider myself a patient person, but that takes a lot of patience and very special people to do a job as a teacher. I tell yeah. you that. Well, and coming from customer service. Right. So what what do you bring to a position like that? This isn't an interview, like a job interviewee question, but it kind of is. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I imagine there might be some friction there, but also it but, seems really useful. It is. Because like, okay, so to me, parents are, commun- are community members that walk through the door are basically mm-hmm. customers. You know, mm-hmm. they're coming here to check out the school, to want to know what we what we represent and how we're going to teach their children and what we're going to teach their children. So I take a look at it as like if you were going into uh, a restaurant or into a store, you know, they they tell you, hi, hello, blah, 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 you know, different things. Right. They greet you right at right. Right. Where you at. So whenever they walk into the office, that's how I approach them. There, There were times like when I have gone into a school and like the whole staff inside the office is just like, you know, doing <sighs> everything, you know, doing yeah. everything, but addressing me. And I'm like, hello, I'm right here. <laughs> Can I get someone to pay attention to me? <laughs> I'm not here to just stand here. <laughs> right. So that welcoming environment, you know, is, uh-huh. is, a, is like a must. Laura has told with our teachers, like we stand outside the doors, we greet. That's just, the thing that we do, you know, we say hi, we say buju, we say mean, uh, greet inside the language so that they feel welcome, so that they feel they're part of the, this family. And we they are a part of our family, you know. So, you know, there's times where there are hard people. You get those hard customers when they come through the mm-hmm. door and they're just angry and they not satisfied with this steak. And no matter what you bring back to them, they're just not happy with that. Yeah. We always have that, but it's the way you handle them. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the listening to sitting there, listening to them, letting them vent. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hurt you. It's not it's not going to hurt you. It's going to take a little bit of your time. That's about it. So that's how I see it. <laughs> Cece, I have to ask: Do you have an example of a time when you were when you rose above <laughs> oh. to really listen to somebody? <laughs> Oh, I have so many examples. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> it's hard to choose. I did have um, a parent where everybody avoided her. The minute they walked in, <laughs> the minute she walked in the door, everybody was like, <laughs> they took off. Ghosted. <laughs> like, and so I often wanted, because it was like when I first started working, right? And I was like, I don't know what's, what's going on here. And, you know, like. So I like being who I am, walked up to the parent. I'm like, hey, you know, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And she let me have it. <laughs> and she let me have it. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, let's sit down. You know, I was like, let's sit down and, and, and talk about it. And so I brought her over to my desk and she still kind of was upset. And I was like, I totally understand. I would be upset too, you know. I get where you're coming from. I hear you. She calmed down. And she looked at me and she said, thank you. 
And ever since that point, when whenever she'd come in office, she'd smile and come to me and talk to me. And, you know, it, it was like she just needed to vent. Mm-hmm. And she wanted someone to feel like they heard her. Yeah. That's it. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Cece Benneman, who is a family liaison for Anishinaabe Academy in Minneapolis. So can we talk more about what specifically, more specifically now, what you do at Anishinaabe Academy? And I'm also really interested if there is a significance to working at a place like Anishinaabe Academy for you uh, that does have uh, Anishinaabe culture as a foundation? It does. I One of the things that for me, um, I grew up on a reservation, um, but I grew up without language, without culture. Um, my mom raised us in a Christian home and we didn't get to go to powwows. We didn't get to go to different things. We didn't do a whole lot of stuff. So as I got to Haskell was when I first actually started to kind of get some eye-opening on things. And I was actually quite embarrassed. You know, I was ashamed that I didn't know anything about my culture that I didn't know anything about the language that I didn't. And it was a feeling that didn't sit well with me. Mm. And so I started to learn. I started, you know, taking whatever I could and going wherever I could to get involved, you know, with a lot of different things. And even though I was still on the business track, I tried to attend a lot of events, attend powwows, attend like vets and everything that I could get a hold of. So when coming to Anishinaabe Academy and seeing their their vision statement, right? Educating and empowering through cultural revitalization. Dang, isn't that such a powerful statement? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I'm like, yes. I was like, for every person, for every kid, you know, that me that was sitting in at home that didn't know anything like man to be amongst kids in Anishinaabe that get to learn you know Ojibwe or Dakota and hear it and see it to hear the drum to smudge to know what smudging is you know just to be in that environment and to be among our people it's just overwhelming to see those kids like like, you get this. I'm, like, so happy that my daughter was, you know, she got to be in the hi-fi program. She got to, she'd come home and she'd talk to me in Ojibwe. And I'm like, I have no clue what you're saying, but good job. Yay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, uh. Yeah. Like I said, when for morning meetings, you have the younger kids drumming and then other kids surrounding the drum just singing. It's just so powerful in that moment like just to sit there and be like wow this is awesome i love it i actually saw your name cross my emails with this partnership uh, with the bellwin conservancy uh, in afton Mm -hmm. the restoring land reviving heritage conservation through indigenous culture project will make it possible for 
Anishinaabe Academy to have a dedicated land for gardening, learning, and cultural experiences at Belwyn Conservancy. Uh, that's in the St. Croix Valley. So at the same time, it says uh, Belwyn will benefit from indigenous influence on its land management activities and further its mission to inspire connection and engagement with nature. So could you just talk to us a little bit more about this project and you know what it means for the uh, Anishinaabe Academy? Sure. Just listening to you say that, it just makes me smile. Like the words, <laughs> like just coming out there. Because we tell this story because we went to, um, I don't know if you guys know who Roy Wakemup is. He's an activist, you yes. know, right? You can't help but no wake him up. Um, <laughs> he is good to his name. He He's does famous. wake up some people. <laughs> so um, he came. He came over to the school, and we were actually working on the courtyard. He's like, "Oh, he's like, well, I know these people over at Bellwin. Let me hook you up." So we're like, "Cool, let's do it." So he he brought in Bellwin. We went over to Bellwin. We were looking at different things and they were telling us of like family nights that we could have out there and everything else. And then they told us that St. Paul had a, had a dedicated area, you know, out there to do stuff with the school. And I was like looking at them and they all started kind of laughing because like my boss working and turning on different mm. things, you know? And I was like looking at that map and she's like, what are you thinking? And I said, well, I just want to know where our land is here that Anishinaabe is going to have. And everybody just starts laughing. And, and so that was like two years prior to this, right? So it's like, let's do it. Like, let's figure something out. Let's, you know, get busy. And so working with Rory and with the Bellman staff out there, we just kind of started bringing kids out there. And like looking at the different plant species out there and working with uh, Dream of Wild Health, uh, Hope Flanagan. I don't know if you guys know who Hope is. We spoke she to has her. been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. So um, partnering with with um, a lot of different businesses and organizations, we were able to like take our fifth grade out there. They were able to uh, pull like some buckthorns with their hands. You've seen the fifth graders just out there going for it. Um, Rory's out there with them. And it was just like fun. And we're like, we need to do this like more. And I was like, well, are we going to get a space? I kept going back to like, we need our own space. So Katie, who is the executive director out over there, she was like, well, there's this grant you know, let's go for it. We're like, let's go for it. So we we collaborated on a grant. We went back and forth on different things. We presented it one time and it it didn't go through, but we never gave up. We, we shot for it again um, and we finally got the grant. And so the whole thing is we wanted a place where we could grow the uh, seven sisters. I think it is seven, three sisters. Yeah. I'm looking, thinking seven grandfather teachings because that's what the school's based off of. Right. Yeah. Like the the three sisters is the beans, the squash, and the corn. Yeah. Um, so just, but not only those foods, you know, because um, we actually were hoping we can get Sean Sherman to come um, and talk with our kiddos uh, one time about food sovereignty out over with the Bell and Grant. That's one of my hopes. Um, we also want to grow um, medicines out there, have an area for medicine, and also an area for ceremonies. One thing that our families brought to us was like, 
Do you guys do naming ceremonies? Do you guys do pipe ceremonies? Do you guys do this? Well, this would be an area that, like, if possible, our families could do that. But also at the same time, we're starting out with fifth grade and hoping to bring it all the way throughout the whole school. So fifth, fourth, and third. But revitalizing land, um, you know, learning the process. They're going to go out there, take samples of soil. They're going to be, you know, basically just kind of hands-on. They went out there and they did some, they watched the bison, but they also were talking, they they got the information on how like the bison saliva helps break down certain things out there when they're grazing. The kids were just like loving it and just soaking it in. That's how we learn, you know, seeing our elders do it and they're like, you do it, you know, now this is how you do it. And, and it's hands-on and stories and everything else. It's curriculum revitalization. So it's basically we we're trying to turn, you know, we're, we're turning that knob a little bit. So we're excited about it. Really excited about it. Absolutely. That is the best classroom is the environment, nature. Getting your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's so great. That's so exciting. And thanks for sharing some of your hopes for the project. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about what's possible, I think? Kind of what's the big hope? So there's, you know, these specific programs and classes and stuff like that, which is so amazing. What's what's the big dream once the, the students are graduated, say? Uh, what's that big hope there? So our hope is like, so teaching like fifth grade to kind of do this. So we want to learn about the land and how to restore it and growing the medicines and growing food, teaching our fifth graders how to do all of that. And then having our fifth graders teach our younger kids how to do that and then kind of keep on going. So we want this to be an ongoing project past the two years, hopefully seeking, you know, other funding like people, but not only with just the classrooms, we want to have our community out there. We want to have our community out there helping, growing, helping, planting, helping, revitalizing the land, making it a space, not only for Anishinaabe, for our kids to learn, but a space for everyone in the the Native community to to learn as well, Um, to have family nights, to have family engagement, just to go out there and learn, to educate people that don't know people that want cultural revitalization, like me, like how I was, you know, trying to get back into like learning about myself, learning about my culture, learning about my language, have that. So that's my big dream for it. (laughs) Great. Thank you for sharing. You know, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, and, you know, doing this interview with us. Um, I guess my last question is just if you had any other final thoughts or anything, you know, more you'd like to say about, Uh, what you're doing or? We're always looking for partners to move that bar just a little bit more with state education, getting more um, indigenized, should I say? Yes. Mm. (laughs) Indigenize that curriculum. So just check us out. Mm -hmm. We got some great kids, got some great staff. Right. Miigwech, CC. Miigwech, thank you for having me. 
Wow, what a great opportunity for the students and the teachers and community members alike. Yeah, it was great to have her on. So thank you to C.C. Beneman. C.C. Beneman is uh, the family liaison for Anishinaabe Academy in Minneapolis. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Gigawabaman. Gigawabaman. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you want to hear more Native folks talking about their gifts and finding their purpose, search for Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, wherever you find podcasts, and find all of Minnesota Native News' content at minnesotanativenews.org. Thank you.